You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pardon the interruption. I'm Coach Prime. Started strong, struggled late. I'm Jim Harbaugh. Maybe you should try changing your signals. Like, I got a guy, or I had a guy. Maybe I still got a guy can help you with this. Take a look at your stuff, you know what I mean? That was scary. Like, film it. I don't know if I want anybody taking a look at my stuff. I might get suspended. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's getting suspended. The rules are stupid. <laughs> Welcome to the PTI Halloween special, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Rangers win game three, the Lions are six and two, and Jeff Saturday joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the 76ers offloading the troublesome James Harden to where he wanted to land, the Los Angeles Clippers. The Sixers moved Harden and veteran P.J. Tucker in return. They got Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum, K.J. Martin. First round draft picks in 2026 and 2028 and two second round picks. Wilbon, does this trade do more for the Sixers? or the Clippers. Tony, you know what? It's a haul for James Harden, which I don't really understand. I mean, James Harden at this point, at 34 years old, I mean, James Harden, and you got to give James Harden money to keep him beyond being a rental. So I understand that the Clippers need to do something now. You know, they've, they've got an older team. they got guys, obviously, they're even their big stars. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, can't stay healthy. you got Westbrook. You got a veteran team, you got to do something now, and they're opening a new arena next year. You want to fill that. Harden maybe helps. He's going home where he's a big star still. But James Harden didn't even talk about winning. He wants to get paid. He wants to have a certain lifestyle, a certain life. That's his thing. I don't know that he makes the Clippers any better, even though it's a big star attraction. The Sixers have to take those picks and turn them into someone who can help Joel Embiid now. Not in 26 or not in 28, because he won't be there if they don't get better now. But I trust yeah, Daryl Morey yeah. can do that. So, Tony, I, it depends on what the Sixers turn these picks into. That's a lot of picks to give up for James Harden. And then you got to pay yeah. him Here, to keep him? $40 yeah. million, What? I ain't paying James Harden that let's, kind of money. Let's be absolutely certain about this. Okay. The big winner in this trade is James Harden. Because he got to go to exactly where he wanted to go. And Cold. why the Sixers accommodated that is beyond me. Yes, all of these guys are spare parts and stuff in the future. You put some of it or most of it together, you get a quality player as soon as you can. You got to understand this. The winner of the trade is Philadelphia because James Harden was dead to them. They weren't going to play him. He wasn't going to play there. He's not an asset at that point. No. So you take what you can get, and it's unfair to say that they're not contenders because they didn't get enough for him because he's not going to be there. He's out of the picture. In terms of the Clippers, here's a statistic that I think is interesting. Three of the top six active scorers without a championship ring are Westbrook 
and Harden, Harden yeah, and Paul and George. Paul George yeah. They always disappoint in the playoffs. Kawhi's the only guy who's ever won anything. Yeah. They are perennial disappointments in the playoffs. Harden played with great players at Oklahoma City, at Houston, at Brooklyn, and Philadelphia, and he never won. So I don't know who wins this thing except Tony, I Harden. I don't either. Tony, here's the other thing. You got four ball-dominant players who are going to be in the same lineup, presumably at the same time, and I, T. Lou's a hell of a coach. I don't even wish this on T. Lou, who I like too much for too many years, to wish this crew on him. But fascinating. On a day where the NFL trade deadline was supposed to be the big news, we know what the big trade news really was. Let's move to the World Series, where the Rangers won game three, but at a cost. Your boy Max Scherzer left the game in the fourth with back spasms, and Adolis Garcia strained a muscle during a swing in the eighth. Tony, how should the Rangers feel then about the state of their team exiting game three? The Rangers should feel tremendous urgency to win tonight, to go up three to one. Because if Garcia is lost to them, he is their best hitter at the moment. Eight home runs, 22 RBI in the postseason. Did you see his throw in the second inning that cut down the runner trying to score, which would have been the first run for Arizona, that could have been a very big inning. Um, and, and Christian Walker, I think it was, and, and he cut him down. So if he's out, Mike, that really hurts. Max Scherzer less so. He's a starting pitcher. He might not have to go again in the series. Now, to be fair, he got nine outs and he didn't yield any runs, which was a good effort. But I think, I think they want to go up 3-1 desperately. I think the other way doesn't work for them. And maybe it's all going to be on Corey Seager. Corey Seager in game one hit an incredible clutch tying home run. Last night he hit it out, and he basically won the game. They, and he, not only that, he made a great defensive play in the eighth inning. Arizona had scored. They had one on first. He goes into the hole, backhands it, starts a rally-killing double play. They pay him $35 million this year. If they win, he might be worth it. I'm going to go much more small picture here. How should the Rangers feel about their team? Damn great. They won a World Series game. They're up two games to one. You feel great about that. Baseball is day-to-day. It's not the NFL where you look, you know, days and a week ahead. You're not doing that. You're trying to get through the day. They're up 2-1 in the World Series, Tony. And, by the way, Garcia's at the ballpark. They don't know whether he's going to play. I'm sure he's going to work out, go through some physical activity to see if he can do what he hurt how bad he's hurt. Maybe he's not hurt that badly at all. But, and I realize he is their big star in these games at the plate, yeah. Tony. Yeah. But come on now. Texas didn't get to this point by being a one-man team. They're now 9-0 so, in the road. 9-0 yes, road games. And you better, yes. you better hold on to your signals because I got a guy behind you making notes. We yeah. move now to the NFL. The Detroit Lions bounced back last night from that total beatdown by Baltimore, 38-6, and they beat the Raiders on Monday Night Football. 26-14 in a game that was not that close. Well, by the Lions, who you love so much, are now 6-2. and two. How should they feel about where they are and what's ahead? They should feel as great as the Texas Rangers. They should feel great. They're in first place. They're going to win their division. They're not treating right. it as that. They're saying all the right things, at least all the things I heard post-game. The Vikings are going to spot to start a rookie quarterback next week, and we don't even know what their situation is going to be going forward with quarterback and who's going to be there. The Bears are going to be much closer to having the first pick in the draft than the top of the division, and the Packers are not the Packers anymore. So let's forget about that. So 
the Detroit Lions are in control. This is the only time I've said this in my whole life of watching that division. Yeah. The Lions are in control of that division. There's only one way to feel. Well, let's understand something here. Their coach, Dan Campbell, always talks about don't be a victim of the hype. Don't buy into the hype. With what is facing the Detroit Lions, they're going to be inundated by hype. Because you're right, they're going right through that division. They've already won six in a row in that division, and they're going to win the next ones because they, they're better than all the other teams by a substantial yeah. margin. Let me tell you what they got coming up, all right? They got, they got the bye, and then they've got at Chargers, Bears, Packers, at Saints, at Bears, Broncos, at Vikings, at Cowboys, Vikings. Only one team, Dallas, with a winning record. Only one team. Mike, they got, they'll win seven of those games at least, maybe more. They're going to go into the playoffs with 13 or 14 wins, the Detroit Lions. And the hype machine is going to be overwhelming will at that be. point. But Tony, overwhelming. I like the way the Lions play, not putting all of the pressure on golf. They, they, I like the way they went about it. The Raiders stink. The Raiders are no good. They so stink. last night's win They're specifically, no when that, the reason we're not getting at that is because it doesn't mean a damn thing. But no. just the way They're the no Lions good. are approaching all of this, Tony, it seems to be the right way, and, and Campbell, by saying let's ignore the hype, has the right tone with that team. Good for them. Yeah, no, you're right about the Raiders. I mean, they they dumped their quarterback, Derek Carr, okay, but they bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, who leads the league in interceptions with nine, and he's missed two games. Let's take a break. Coming up, the Niners land themselves a big-name pass rusher. We're going to ask Jeff Saturday whether this fixes their issues. We'll also ask him whether I'm right to pin the Chiefs' offensive struggles on Matt Nagy. Of course I'm right. If you, I'm, if I'm you turn prime. around, you'll see you're being filmed. I'm Coach Prime. You're, I don't need to turn filmed. around. I know Coach Prime knows everything going on around him. Everything. Pardon the interruption is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Truly, part of Happy Hour. Uh, 
It's time to get into the trenches with our new best friend, ESPN NFL analyst Jeff Saturday. I'm wearing different glasses because I can't see through the other glasses to read. We'll start with this, Jeff. <laughs> the Washington team traded pass rusher Chase Young, who was just great as a rookie. They traded him to the 49ers for a third-round pick. This reunites Young with his Ohio State teammate Nick Bosa in what is a really stacked defensive front now. You played center. You're on a line that has to block people like this. Do you think this will solve the Niners' you know, pass rush issues and defensive issues? All right, before I get into this, I just got to say what a great way to finish my day. Two great-looking men. We got a Harbaugh and a Coach Prime. I mean, it don't get no better than this. You know what I mean? I started my day with Chris Canty as Prince, ending it with you two gyms. Ain't nothing better than this right here. I'm way underdressed. I feel way underdressed, but you guys look fantastic. All right, now to the 49ers. This is a definite bolster for them, and I'll tell you why. From an offensive line perspective, they're trying to overwhelm you with one-on-one matchups, right? So you got Bosa, you got Young, you got Armstead. You try to continue to bring guys in to create one-on-ones. You, now you've got to keep a tight end in or maybe a tight end and back because you know at some point, if you have all these one-on-one blocks, these guys can overwhelm you and get to the pass, I mean, get to the quarterback. On the back end of that 49ers defense, which we, you've seen kind of get exposed the last few weeks, that's what they're trying to help. you got to put pressure on the QB to give those guys some opportunities to make some plays on balls. I think this was a big way for them. Again, he hasn't been the same player since, since he was a rookie, but this will definitely help that 49ers pass rush. All right, we're going to go to a team that has a whole different set of problems on the other side of the ball offensively. I don't know how Dion can see anything through these glasses, so I'm taking them <laughs> off for a second. Kirk Cousins out, of course, um, and even though the Vikings have now traded – for the Cardinals quarterback, Josh Dobbs, you know, the, the, the fact is they're going to start a fifth-round rookie, Jaron Hall, against the Falcons. You played center, Jeff. What do you tell a quarterback making his first start, a rookie making his first start at that position? Wow. Yeah. Don't worry about winning the game. Just don't lose the game. That's really what you tell them, right? Like, we're going to do everything we can to protect you. We're going to try to give you smart throws, try to run the ball, establish, let the offensive line kind of do its part. Do not think you got to come in here and wing this thing all around and make play after play. We're going to try to set up big shots, get you some easy throws, but if it doesn't work out, don't turn the ball over. We'll stay in any game as long as you don't turn it over. I really think this is actually a smart move, though. When you're bringing Dobbs over, there's no way he can learn this offense that quick. He might be able to learn a very condensed version of a few plays, but you, you want this kid to go in, take his time, figure this out. But if you're if you're the Vikings, you realize when, when he tore his Achilles, Kirk Cousins tore your season, it, it, took, it took a significant dive. You're hoping Dobson come in and create some energy, but the reality is let's try to develop players and trust him. Just don't ruin him. So just tell him, don't, don't try to win it, just don't lose it. We go from the Vikings' offensive issues to the Chiefs of all teams having yeah. offensive issues – I am pointing the finger as a still angry Bears fan at Matt (laughs) Nagy being back there now, being involved in the Chiefs offense. But you're going to give us a more sophisticated answer, Jeff. What's going on with the Chiefs offense? Haters going hate. I like it. I respect it. Stay mad at them. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. Hey, listen, they can't catch. 
That's the problem. If you look at the Chiefs right now, they have the most drops in the NFL. And so they're trying to develop these second, third round receivers, you know, get these guys in, have some things. And they're just not making plays. Everything's going through Travis Kelsey. And I understand they have a great relationship, he and Patrick Mahomes. But when you saw the touchdown pass by Moore that hits him right in the hands, what ends up happening, and I'll t- I say this like this, what happens to quarterbacks when they keep putting the ball in those spots and guys drop them, they, they won't th- – I mean, the Tom Brady's, the, the Peyton Manning's, the Drew Brees, they ain't going to throw you that ball anymore. They'll just skip it. They'll ch- start checking it down to guys they feel more sure they're going to make that catch. These guys have got to pick it up, make these plays. They're there. Mahomes makes every throw in the world. The best to do it, you got to keep watching. These guys got to catch the ball. It's not on Nagy. It's on the players. All right, we will get you out of here on this. The Jets offensive lineman, Xavier Newman, he jumped from the practice squad to the game day roster as a backup. Then he gets in at guard. Then he has to take over at center after two centers got hurt. Center is your position. What is the degree of difficulty in what Xavier Newman had to do? It's unreal. Listen, this had to be the story of the weekend. I know the game was a snooze fest. It was about, like, who could punt it better and all that. But at the end of the day, this center puts the ball down and snaps it with one second left. He executed the the, the, the position of center as well as you can do it. He didn't even know the snap count of what it was, what the quick snap was. He's asking as he's running down to Zach, what is the count? Did this guy's ability to play guard and then move to center in this situation with time running out, and he didn't wait for the referee to set it. He put it down where it was supposed to be. He did everything right. Tip of the cap to my man. I mean, listen, I could not be more excited for this kid. Wow. He could not have played better. I don't care. Look, I don't even care if he blocked the soul. What he did to help that team w- 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 was just unexpected, and I really cherish it. It's a ton of pressure. He stood up to it, man. Congrats to him and to the Jets, obviously, but to him for making that play. Time for a bonus. Thank Sounds you like so much, Jeff. Extra in his pay Thank you. In the Glad to day. see you excited. <laughs> Thank Good. you, Jeff. Love y'all, man. Great costumes, baby. Way to finish the day for me. <laughs> Thank you. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Davo Sweeney goes off on a radio caller. And will Georgia be number one when the first college football playoff rankings come out later tonight? It is nice to get the perspective of somebody on an offensive line. Yes. You know, Wilbon and I always yes. thought that the teams... PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Happy Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 60th birthday, Fred McGriff. The crime dog was voted into the Hall of Fame this year unanimously by the Contemporary Baseball Era Committee, which is a bunch of baseball guys McGriff's age who think he should be in, even though the baseball writers did not. McGriff played 19 years in the majors, playing first base mostly for Toronto, Atlanta, and Tampa Bay. A career 284 hitter, 493 home runs, 1,550 RBI. McGriff batted 333 in the 1995 postseason, helping Atlanta win the World Series. Five-time All-Star, two-time league leader in home runs, and the MVP of the 1994 All-Star Game. Many of you will remember McGriff in that commercial for kids' defensive drills with Tom and Mansky because it was only on 10,000 times. Let me just say thanks to the baseball, the contemporary committee, because they got it right. The baseball writers got it wrong. McGriff should have been in the Hall of Fame earlier. The baseball writers blew their chance. I'm glad there's a safety net there to make good. Congratulations to the crime dog. Happy anniversary, Case Keenum. On this day 14 years ago, the University of Houston quarterback passed for a career high 559 yards and five touchdowns to lead Houston over Southern Miss 50 to 43. Despite being the only quarterback in D1 history to pass for more than 5,000 yards in three different seasons, Keenum was undrafted and signed with Houston as a free agent. Over 12 seasons, Keenum has been with seven teams. In 2017, he won 11-3 for the Vikings, including that miracle pass to Stephon Diggs that beat New Orleans in the playoffs. Keenum is currently the third-string quarterback on the Houston Texans behind C.J. Stroud and Davis Mills. Keenum holds D1 records for passing touchdowns, yards, and completions. Why couldn't the Vikings go to a transfer portal or something and get Keenum back today? Why are they going to get Joshua Dobbs? Why are they look at Keenum? He gave him all that magic and had that nice season. He's still out there. He's holding a clipboard. Come on now, people make these crazy decisions. Happy trails to Dabo Sweeney's equanimity. The embattled Clemson coach opened the phone line on his radio show yesterday to Tyler from Spartanburg. And Tyler asked, quote, why are we paying you $11.5 million a year to go four and four, unquote. Sweeney, whose team just lost to North Carolina State, started slowly, then built into an earthquake. Among the things Sweeney said was that Clemson had 12 straight, 10-plus win seasons before this one, and two national championships in seven years, and played for two others. Sweeney said to Tyler, quote, you're part of the problem. The expectation is greater than the appreciation. We win so much, even when we win, people like you complain. You can have your opinion, you can apply for the job, unquote. <laughs> Sweeney's team hosts number 12 Notre Dame this week, and no word yet if Tyler from Spartanburg will attend that game. There's no set of fans as presumptuous, as entitled, and as dumb as college football fans are about their teams. I know I'm one of them. They just are out of control, and Dabo had hear. every right to come back at dude from Spartanburg, wherever the hell he's from. Let's go to the big finish. Let's do it. The Washington football team traded Montez Sweat to the Bears, your Bears, for yeah. a second rounder. Does that make sense? Yeah. For the Bears, they have no pass rush. Dead last in pass rush. Giving up a second is a lot. They gave up a second round pick last year that didn't work. Let's hope this works. Lionel Messi won his eighth Ballon d'Or. Okay by you? 
Well, it seems that every time he actually plays, his team wins, but I never thought an MLS player would win that. Spurs at Suns tonight. What are you looking for in that one? Uh, maybe a little of Wimbanyama versus Durant. You know, no Booker, no Beal yet again. The Timberwolves were beating the Hawks by 21 in the third, lost by 14. What? That's a 35-point swing in 24 minutes. Too much magic. Too much magic. Last one. First CFP rankings out tonight. Would you vote Georgia to be number one? That's, there's only one team to vote for. Who are you going to vote for? You vote for Notre Dame? What about me? You wouldn't. I'm 7-0. Hold it. Georgia. Me. Michigan. Georgia. What? Michigan. Number I'm 7-0. Huh? I'm your conference. Number one I'm in entertainment conference. is right here, baby. Time. Coach Prime. Try to do better than Number next one time. in entertainment in the Kornheiser. nation. The ratings haven't been the same since. I'm Coach Prime. I'm eight, no. Same time tomorrow. I'm not 7-0. You can get the podcast on the app or Apple Podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.